Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. 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 Superficial magic is like if Goop were fun. No, it's like you don't have to go find your path. You just have to relax and let your path find you. Time isn't real. Math isn't real. If you focus on magic, you will create magic. That's like a 100% John Stamos guarantee. You really can manifest Vibe anything higher. you want. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Vibe higher, bitch. Vibe higher. Hi, Vibrators. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the planet. I am your host, Megan Granger, and today, as always, we are joined by producer Crystal Chris. Hey, hey. Hi, Crystal Chris. How are you doing? Uh, I'm really good. I, I'm sad it's not um, cold anymore. But... It's We're in Los Angeles. It's 100 degrees today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I get really angry when it's hot outside. Yeah, it's just uh, too uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. I guess that's not, I, I acted like that's something like weird that only applies to me. <laughs> but yeah, I can feel the anger building inside of my body and um, definitely going to need to turn on the air conditioning. Yeah. <clears throat> what? We need an ice the bath. The air conditioning soon. The ice bath. Yeah. You know, has anybody been watching the goop shit with Wim Hof and the ice showers? You watched that oh, with Oh man, yeah. I've been doing it. I've been taking a cold, like 30 second ice shower at the end of my showers because he says it strengthens your nervous system so that it gets stronger and then emotions aren't as sensitive i've been I, i've been trying it it's super hard though you, it's yeah a, it's really hard i don't even know if i'm doing it because i'm like standing facing it but like it's just kind of my legs and like an arm and like kind of one boob <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i'm doing it and Winhoff is like you're not he's so cool he's the coolest download his app too it's free right mm. now and it, it goes through his um breathing stuff anyway Ooh. speaking of cool people you're pretty obsessed with our our guest today i am too but oh, you you're really into it i love her yeah she's amazing her name is um simone wright she's a metaphysician and mm. she is so straight to the point so on it mind-blowing i'm gonna make you listen to this episode again with me tonight um she talks a lot about intuition and you are obsessed with your intuition super into it mm-hmm. she actually has a course on how to strengthen your intuition it's called first intelligence you can go to her website it's simonewright.com s-i-m-o-n-e-w-r-i-g-h-t and she, uh, yeah, she teaches this course, First Intelligence. It's the first intelligence we have when we're babies. We don't know words. We don't know anything. But this universe has in every cell of our body an intelligence. And that's our intuition. Wow. So then here's what's really cool. She links that in to the coronavirus. Whoa. Because right now we're in a spot in history where there's no answers. We are little babies. There's no facts. There's no anything. We have to turn back to our intuition Damn. yeah so uh she also has a corona master class coming out with like six modules of how to incorporate it so you're not the fucking same person that came into this because that would be a disaster 
you left quarantine the same person haven't evolved at all that would be dumb that would be crazy that would be super super stupid so uh yeah she's really really cool I think everybody's going to love her. Go check out our website and rate us five stars. Why wouldn't you? Come join the Superficial Magic Vibrators group and we will talk to you next week. We love you. Hi, Simone. How are you? I'm good, Megan. Thank you for having me. You were just (laughs) saying, yeah, you were just saying that this is a time of high strangeness. Yes. I love that. Yeah, high strangeness because there's just there's just really no way to describe it. So that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> well, you're going to get into a little bit of how we can make this time work for us, which I'm very appreciative of. And then I also just wanted to introduce people to you. I'm a metaphysician. I've been teaching intuition and metaphysical studies for over 20 years now. Uh, uh, I've been playing it pretty small and pretty under the radar up until recently. I've been very low key about things, but sort of my big foray into sort of a more public perspective of this was um, about 2007. A while ago, I designed an intuition training program for law enforcement. It's the first kind of training program for cops in the world based on I had done some, for lack of a better word, I'm using air quotes here, psychic detective work for a police department um, up in Canada and and was sort of really validated in a big way and have been called in for missing children's cases and things like that. And so uh, that was really my my training ground was in those kind of concepts. I've been intuitive since I was a kid, didn't understand it when I was a kid. When I got older, I started to reverse engineer it. Um, and that's what I, that's how I started in the world was training people how to develop oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then, and then doing it with cops really, it, it knocked, I had to knock the fluff off of those Right. <laughs> obviously, you know, yeah. can't walk into a room full of police detectives with crystals. No. And, and be taken seriously. <laughs> I, I, I broke down the science of spirituality and that's, that's what I t- teach people. What did your intuition when you were a little kid, what did that look like? Uh, it looked like seeing dead people. So in the movie, The Sixth Sense came out, I was like, my people. Like, it just, <laughs> You're like, my memoir. <laughs> yes, it validated my life experience as a kid. Um, but seeing dead people, seeing and sensing things that people, how they were feeling, what the thoughts were going on in their mind, body, and emotions. So I was raised Catholic, and I would go to Catholic church or to Sunday school, and I would debate and argue with the with the teachers or the priests and say, that's not what that means. That's not what that means. <laughs> and I would get kicked out of Sunday school or get reprimanded in school. And so it was a challenge being sensitive as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I had really deep communication with animals and I was a, I was an artist at a very young age and that's sort of how I channeled it. In, in addition to being a metaphysical teacher, I'm also a professional artist. So there's, there were ways that I let that energy move, but as a kid, I stuffed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, you know, that can be painful. And there's a lot of people out there in the world who understand that to stuff that amount of energy is detrimental to a, a nervous system it's detrimental to mental stability energetic stability emotional stability wow i've it, never thought of it like that yeah it's, and that's exactly what's happening right now it's such a perfect representation of of it because when energy whether it's spiritual energy and emotional energy mental energy physical energy isn't given a healthy channel in which to move it causes damage 
And so as a kid growing up, I had to learn how to open the channels properly so that I could be all of who I am. Yes. I feel like I put a lot of um, blocks up to my own natural energy just because I was different than what you could be in that religion. And um, it's just really interesting to hear you say all this because I've been wondering how you claim it back or how you you meet it again. And it sounds like you were able to do that. Well, I met it because I had a quarter life crisis um, in my mid twenties. And again, it's kind of like what's happening now is that you've got to face it or it's going to, it's going to grind you into, into pulp. And I was having, you know, I broken up with my boyfriend. I was waiting tables and I hated it and life just sucked. And, and I went home up to Canada. It was around Christmas and I went to the cemetery. My dad had died when I was very young mm-hmm. and uh, part of my psychic skill was the, the night he died, he was in the hospital. He came to the foot of my bed to say goodbye. And so I knew my dad was dead before. Wow. Wow. But I returned to the cemetery in my mid twenties and was just, I was so pissed off at my dad. I was like, you know, my life sucks because you'd left me. And, and if you'd been around, you know, this, none of this crap would have happened and blah, 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 blah. And I'm screaming at my dad and snot bubbles and tears and cursing at him. And and then I heard him say, he says, I've been here the whole time. Just like I told you that night I left, you just weren't listening. And it was like my head blew off my shoulder. It's like <laughs> all of my psychic skills came flooding back. All of the times I'd tried to suppress it, it all just came flowing back in that moment. And Oh, and that's, that's a moment. movie. That's so cool. Oh, I know. Trust me. There's a memoir. <laughs> yeah, there better be. There's a memoir. Wow. And then it was like, well, I can't, I can't fake this anymore. I can't pretend to be something I'm not. And if people don't like it, well, they can just bite me. It's yeah. just, you know, and that's when I really sort of, I, I let it move. When you give it permission, it'll move. And permission, I unfortunately probably also includes listening to it, which is where I get stuck. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the permission is just first of all, we've all got it, and that's what I teach. You know, that's what I teach in my intuition training program, which is called First Intelligence. It's our first intelligence. We have it long before we know anything, and we've all got it. It's not a special gift that some sensitives have have and others don't. So. If we can claim it, if we can say, I have this intuitive wisdom, I, as a, as a human being with a spiritual nature, I have this wisdom, I have access to it, I have to claim it. And then in claiming it, then we kind of have to shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah, yeah. And, and that being, that availability of listening is skill that most people don't have. They have to, it has to be developed. It's a practice, um, but it can be developed. Oh man. Okay. Ooh, so many questions. Is intuition, do you um, believe it's, it's like from our third eye? Well, no, it's, it's our entire biology. It's in every cell of our body. Um, it's in our gut. You know, you've heard people talk about gut yeah. instinct. That's mm-hmm. a level of intuition, right? Yep. So it's in our gut. It's in our heart. When you're having a heart-to-heart conversation with somebody and you just know what they need to hear, that's intuition that's rooted in the heart. Then there's visionary intuition. That's the third eye. That's where you see things. You get visions or ideas about something. Um, you have a dream that is intuitive in nature. That's the third eye. That's the visionary level of it. And then there's the universal consciousness, the 
the sort of the grand big picture of we are all one and we are all connected to the universe. That's a whole nother level of intuitive. So gut level is the most basic survival, right or wrong, safe or not safe, correct or not correct for me in this moment. And then the universal stuff is big universal concepts. Well, I, I'm going to come back to this because I'm now obsessed with, with your take on all of it. But let's let's go through uh, some Corona, Corona world. I'm sure okay. it's not just that that's making everything so fucked up right now, but everything seems really strange right now. Yes. Hence the word high strange. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and, and intuitively we all sense that, right? We're, we're all looking out into the 3d world and seeing all of the high strangest. And we know, we intuitively know that it's that what we're seeing isn't the whole picture. Yeah. We don't know what it is. We don't know why it is, but we know something else is going on. Whether that's uh, an idea, you know, there's a lot of people out there with conspiracy theories, and this is all about mas- master control and chipping and what is it, uh, vaccines and all that other stuff. Surely that could absolutely be a part of it, for sure. Then there's this other part is like there's something bigger, greater, grander, more meaningful, more expansive happening here, and we can't put our finger on that either. Mm. Yeah. So intuitively because it's so vibrantly unfamiliar it's such uncharted territory it's nothing that's ever been mapped before when we're stepping into something that has not been mapped there's no guidebook for something like this that's when the intuitive mind comes online because the intuition is a survival mechanism right gut heart brain universe it's a survival mechanism and so if we learn how to use our intuition and our wisdom in a proper way then in this moment this moment is actually energizing our intuition because there's no map for it yes okay does that make sense completely completely the the intuition is kind of feeding off the unknowingness of it all yeah absolutely absolutely Mm. and Mm. because of the unknowing we can't go into our our education we can't go into our memory banks we can't go into well what would my what did my mom and dad do when this happened what what did they teach me in elementary school about this it's not available but the wisdom to help us navigate is in the field is in the informational field of the universal mind because everything is navigable yeah. if you use higher levels of wisdom so I have not gotten there yet, but I'm assuming you have. <laughs> so I'm still mapping it. I'm still navigating it for sure. Yeah. Um, it's but what I'm doing in the navigation is I'm I'm really witnessing what's happening within my own self because I have mo- I have moments where I'm like, how is this going to all shake out? I have moments where like, how am I going to run my business? I have a horse who I ride every day and I can't see him. I'm like, is he okay? Is you know is, mm. so. I'm navigating it for sure, but I'm also really profoundly observing my own process of when I slip into the constriction of fear, concern, anxiety, or I go into the to mental masturbation about how am I going to do it? 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 And I catch it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so there's a lot of observation in my own process too. So yeah, I'm, I'm navigating. I'm glad to hear you say that because I'm totally lost out in the ocean. <clears throat> has has anything come up for you that I don't know, I know there's not an answer technically, but kind of shows you where this might be heading? Well, what what I do see in it is this is a classic initiation. In every mystical culture, whether it's 
ancient Christian mysticism, if it's Egyptian mysticism, whether it's Aboriginal mysticism, whether it's ninja, ninja mysticisms, which is a highly spiritualized culture, Aboriginals, Native Americans, there's always an initiation process that before anybody can be a value, air quotes there, to the tribe, they have to be initiated, which means they get booted into the unknown with no tools, no guidebook, and they are forced to deal with fear, lack of clarity or confusion, powerlessness, and spiritual burnout in Mm. order to come back to the tribe whole. So each of those gateways, these are four gateways of the initiatory process, fear, confusion, powerlessness, and soul fatigue. We're in would you agree that you've experienced all four of those? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, is this kind of like the, is this kind of a hero's journey? For sure. Yeah. Oh, show. Joseph Campbell right now is <laughs> sitting up there and going, woohoo, finally. <laughs> Maybe now they'll all listen to what I told them. And for listeners who haven't read Joseph Campbell or the hero's journey uh, information, it's just kind of this journey that every human goes on if you choose to step up to the plate and yes. and and live in the realness of why your soul came here. That's right. And that's what and what you just said right there Megan is so important if you choose to step up to the plate because there's going to be a lot of people in this moment who don't who don't choose. They'll just crawl under a rock and die. What the world needs right now is really powerful integrated clear people because what is also sort of people are sensing intuitively is that something, like we said before, something is coming on the other side of this that we can kind of choose. Because when we get to the other side of this, are we going to do the same stuff we've always done? Are we going to repeat the patterns that got us to this position? Because that's a choice. We can do that if we want to. Or are we going to move into what's coming next with a greater degree of consciousness and choice and intent? Wake the fuck upness of things you know what would that kind of look like oh who knows that's why it's so unmatched, right? <laughs> yeah yeah um and and i would like to think it would look a certain way i would like to think that it would look like um i don't want i certainly don't want a utopia where you know everything is love and light and bliss and happiness because that a utopia is it's not unsustainable you can't sustain something that doesn't have a polarity in it which means people who want to create just a love and light society in the 3D world, utopias collapse because we need polarity. We need light and dark. We need up and down. We need shadow and light. So what I would hope would emerge would be an integrated, caring, balanced, harmonic society where there's a balance to things. And and when we're in balance, when we are integrated, when we are healed individually, then we create healed societies. And when you um, say integrated, do you just mean we've kind of uncovered our shadows, we know what we're projecting, and we've made our peace with it and yeah. let it in yeah. us? Yeah. 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 An integrated being is somebody who is integrated shadow. Right. Um, and what we're seeing around all over the place right now is shadow run amok. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fighting over toilet paper, that's shadow yes. run amok. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, I did a I did a coaching session with with a with a group of my um, the modern modern mystics, which is a group I run. And we did a guided meditation this weekend and I sent them to do their exercise. And I said, well, what information did you come back with? And they all came back with with guidance and information. And I said, do you notice that nowhere in any of your guys's guidance did stock up on toilet paper come into the equation? <laughs> and the way we navigate through this scenario is to instead of projecting shadow out. And I know it's really hard 
and listen, I know it's really hard, but to project shadow out and say, you know, Donald Trump should eat shit and die. And these people are doing the wrong thing. And how dare you do this? And look, these people are so stupid and blah, blah, that's shadow being projected out. And the more we're able to take responsibility for our own inner monsters, then the easier it'll be to clean up the shenanigans mm-hmm. that are going on 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 the outside it's right now this moment is a an invitation to 1000 percent personal responsibility Ooh, i like that because you just can't be pointing fingers right now it's just too important to go in and clean up your own your own inner viruses the outer virus sure is, is a problem but it's the inner viruses of you know fear and hate and confusion and all those other things that are that are really the light is being shone on. And because we get to sit home and do nothing mm-hmm. but spend time with ourselves, that's a perfect opportunity. It's like the universe is, 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 has sent us to our room and said, you go and sit and think about it, go. And if you can sit and be with it, then wisdom will arise. If you, if you don't take advantage of the opportunity to become inner, innerly reflective, then chances are good you'll just repeat the same patterns you did before this all happened. Yeah, it would be a real waste to go through this and not be different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were saying something about the four, is is it pillars? Gateways. Gateways. Four gateways. What is that? So again, it's it's a part of every initiatory process. The, The challenge for this moment right now is in a regular initiatory practice, you get to go through those gateways over time in a lifetime, in a lifetime of initiation. You know, one at a time, you can go through the gateway. The first gateway is fear. Um, and the and the energy that helps you navigate the gateway of fear is contrary to the spiritual new age that says there's only fear or love. No, what's going to help us get through the gateway of fear is courage. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so the first gateway is fear. So what helps us get through that is courage. And that is um, that is having an, an open heart. The irony of it is, is that courage is rooted in the heart. Core oh, so core, means, courage is like vulnerability. It's some paradox. It is. Yep. 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 But so courage is rooted in the heart. So that might be where people get the, the twisted concept that the opposite of fear is love because courage does come from the heart. But it's a totally different energy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so courage is, I mean, I'm courage is I'm I'm scared out of my pants. I I I but I'm going to stand up in this moment. I'm going to fucking stand up because the other option is to crawl under a rock, and I'm just that's just not who I am. Yes. So in that moment, we stand up with courage. We say, I'm going to navigate this. I'm going to come hell or high water. I'm going to figure this out, and I'm going to come out of this on the other side of it whole, not worse than I was when I started. That's courage, that kind of intent. And the second gateway is confusion. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What's happening? What's happening? Oh my God. Who, who has the answers? Uh, hell to the not. N- nobody mm-hmm. out there for sure. So confusion, antidote to confusion is clarity. Yeah. If we have mental clarity, if we had an emotional clarity, we'd be able to look at what's going on and say, okay, here's the wisest choice for me right now in this moment today. And I'll, I'll be clear in that. Clarity is a mental clarity and emotional clarity, a physical clarity. So, you know, kind of what actions to take. Uh, there and is it, nothing like clarity. It is my favorite thing on the planet. And it's always oh. so simple. I've always yeah. gotten myself so balled up and a little not. Then finally, I can hear a voice that makes sense. And it's so beautifully simple every time. I know. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, and that's when you kind of point your finger and you go, would you stop making things so hard for yourself? Mm, like, seriously. Right, yes, yes. And the third the third gateway is powerlessness, right? Where we're like, I have no power. Um, my money is drying up. Opportunities are drying up. Um, I have no power. The government is quarantining me. I have no freedom, right? Powerless. So the conversion for that is power, is being able to cultivate power, being able to claim power. And power in a metaphysical or mystical dynamic isn't power over someone. It's power within oneself. As a mystic, we use power to work with spiritual energy, to shape spiritual energy, to gather spiritual energy, to direct spiritual energy. That for a mystic is what power is. And when you've got you don't even have to have it mastered. You just need to have a, a whiff of it to be able to navigate through this. And then the fourth one is spiritual burnout, fatigue. People are like, oh my God, another another global catastrophe. Like we just got over the wildfires in California. Yeah. We just got over the burnout of, of Australia. You know, it's just one fucking thing after <laughs> another. Like souls are just like, come on. I I can't. Yeah. And that's what people are feeling. They're just like, I just, and, and when you're in a position like that, where you're experiencing soul fatigue, soul burnout, you will hand your freedoms over to anybody outside of you who you think can handle it for you. Right. Because you're burnt out. You're burnt out. You're like, here, government, you do it. Here, medical establishment, you do it. Here, whomever, you do it. And that is really a risky place to put yourself in. And so that's the gateway of spiritual fatigue and burnout. The gateway through that is enthusiasm, being able to, when you've, when you've generated um, courage and when you've generated some clarity and when you've generated some power, then you have enthusiasm, you have an energy, you have a zeal to say, aha, I can do this. I can do this. I don't, I don't need you, you people out there. I, I got this. And there are other people around me in my spiritual community who can do this too. So we've got it. We're good. Yes. Yes. So that's why, in my humble opinion, that the solutions to this are going to come from inside and they're going to come from the ground up. It's not going to come from the outside, from the top down. You're so right. That's kind of that simplicity thing we were talking about a second ago, where it just makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so are, are these gateways, do they usually, are they usually more spaced out? Yes. Yeah. For a lifetime. A lifetime. Oh, wow. Or wow. several lifetimes. Or if they are all arranged at once, like in a in a sort of a traditional mystical culture, they're they're trained for the 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 initiate trains to face each, each of these gateways. Um, you know, in a in a mystical culture, they go to they, they study in mystery schools, they they study under mystical teachers, they are prepared and trained from childhood for the moment where they're thirteen or eighteen and they're booted out into the, the strangeness of the three D world and the culture says, okay, you've got three weeks, figure it out. If you don't come back, we know it didn't work. If we find your bones on a hillside, we know it didn't work. But if you return to us, we know you've mastered what we've taught you. So is, is that why we love movies so much? Yeah. 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 That's why Harry Potter, I mean, Harry Potter is a story of initiation. The Lord of the Rings is a story of initiation. Star Wars is a story of initiation. Um, the Sixth Sense is a story of initiation. It's all initiation. And initiation is, is what, how do you define that? The process that helps us remember our divine creative power. The process that helps us remember that we are children of the most high 
creative universal, if you want to call it God or the divine, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. Call it Frank if you want to. <laughs> but, we, but we are aspects of that creative force. And so when we're put in a position like this moment where the 3D world is failing us on so many levels, where do we go then if the 3D world is failing us? And I mean, really, we can't go anywhere in the 3D world right now. We can't run away. We can't say, I'm just going to pack all my shit and go to Bali. You can't do it. So the only place we can go is inside into that resource and call it forward. And that initiation process is humbling and inspiring and fucking terrifying. And in some moments, there are no words for it. It's so fucking beautiful. Um, But right now, we're in the meat grinder of it. Yes, yes, yes. And when you're in the meat grinder of it, that's when the choice of courage that says, okay, I'm going to step into this in a bigger way than I've ever stepped into anything before in my life. And it's going to be, it's going to require way more from me than anything else I've ever done. But then when that choice is made, it's suddenly so much easier. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And we call that in metaphysics or mysticism, we call that a choice point. And when you make, when in in a choice point, you've got two two options that stand before you right you can go this way or you can go that way and if you if you choose to step into courage and and be willing to face whatever comes then a different reality opens up wow right it's 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 reality that's that's the power of intent Mm -hmm. because we hear about people talking about intention all the time in spiritual work and in you know i'm going to manifest this and i'm just going to have an intention well in this moment your intention better be 1000 percent stronger than it's ever been in your life before and in that moment you open you open choice point you open a new reality space and in that moment you also say i will never ever again allow myself to feel powerless when when you said call forth like call forth of I forgot the exact word you you said but it was like you can kind of realize that this is happening and call forth those emotions of courage or maybe the emotions is the wrong word but the I call them states the they're, states, they're states. yeah so can you you can once you know this information it makes it easier to call it to you yeah yeah, yeah. And in those moments too, we can use, we can use movies. We can use people we admire who have, who, who sort of represent that state to us, who represent courage and we can fake it till we make it. If we have to, you know, we can embody that. We can call forward images that represent courage for us. It's an, it's an embodiment because there are four elements in our body. There's mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, right? And we can embody, if we can embody the physical element of courage and just feel courageous for a moment, if that means cranking on some really great, what, I, what I've been doing a lot in this, at this time is um, playing a lot of really awesome movie soundtrack, Inception from Interstellar, from Lord of the Rings. Oh, from- I'm going to need to get some Braveheart music going. Yes, yes. Yes, and it sounds laughable, but those that's why we love movies and that's yeah. why we get so moved by them because of the fucking music. Yeah. Wow, that that's such a great tool to use. Um every time I hear any song that sounds like it's from the Braveheart soundtrack, I get goosebumps and wanna like yeah. give my life to a bigger purpose. <laughs> a bigger purpose. That's exactly and this might be a bit of a this might be a bit of a segue, but I've been really inspired by Kobe Bryant lately and 
and really powerful athletes like that who, in order for them to achieve the things that they achieved, if you've ever noticed those powerful athletes, they, they get out on the, they get out on the court and they're like, ah! you know, they're not like, oh, love and light and I'm going to shoot this basketball and it's just going to go into the hoop. It's like, there was a powerful intention behind everything that that guy did. And and for me, in my mind, Kobe Bryant was a metaphysician and a mystic of the highest order. He Absolutely. Wasn't oh no. Yeah. He was a yeah. wizard at all. Uh, Boy, yeah. making shit happen in this realm. Yeah, for sure. He 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 left just in time to be going. Man, this is some bullshit. I'm out of here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Looking at if you can use that as a tool, because sometimes we might not have a grip on courage in our mind. We might not even have a grip on courage in our emotional state. But if we can start to embody it through the physicalization of our of our body and be able to use music as a tool, then that will shift us. The body will be what helps us shift our mind. The body will be what helps us shift our emotions. And then we'll be able to root ourselves in some courage, which then will lead us to clarity. That's brilliant. That's, that's my favorite tool right now. I, you know, headset on, really awesome, powerful mu- movie soundtrack. I'm going to do that today 100,000%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think like, you know, the thing, it all leads back to choices, I guess. <laughs> And I was wondering if you could speak to us a little bit more. Choice is different than, like, destiny isn't fated. Nope. Can you speak to us a little bit about that? So this is just my philosophy, take it for what it's worth. But on my website, it says, destiny is not random, nor is it fate. It is guided by choice. Choice that is guided by wisdom, trust, and courage. So destiny is, is is grounded is grounded in choice so in this moment where we're all facing a global choice point global choice point yeah we are all in this goo yeah <laughs> like like womb goo of of a new life on the other side yes it is womb goo perfect analogy it is womb goo and it's 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 butterfly chrysalis goo right that there's this we're in this midst of nothingness and in the choice point of in the womb of goo is what am i and that is the fertile fertile ripe position point of any metaphysical manifestation is in that nothing yeah in nothing we go okay what am I going to turn this into? What am I going to shape it into? What what choices am I going to, to make? Am I going to continue to do the whole stuff and just pray for some sort of economic down, economic safety package uh, that's going to put it all back to normal? No. Or, or what am I going to create? How am I going to, what do I want to do? What do I want to create? And what's also interesting to know about anytime we're creating a new outcome, a new reality, shaping a new reality, that the old reality and the new reality will be growing side by side for a time. You will be existing in two re- realities at once. And in metaphysics, the it's, it's ironic. There's a statement in scripture that said, that talks about the farmer who planted a field of a wheat, field of wheat. And as the wheat grew, tares grew at the same time, T-A-R-E-S. Those are weeds. The tares grew at the same time that the wheat grew. And the, and the farmer freaked out and the holy man said, don't worry about it. If you're planting a new reality, realize if you're planting wheat, that weeds are going to grow. Don't give any attention to the weeds. Let the weeds grow. Let the weeds do what they're going to do. And then when the time is right, you'll gather the whole field, you'll burn the weeds and you'll, you'll reap the wheat. So in this moment, we're living two realities. Old reality is still there to a large degree, falling apart. <laughs> yeah. 
new reality emerging. So in metaphysics, where we put our attention is, what is the new reality I want to create? What is the new choice I want to make for myself, for the world? How would I like to see the world be transformed when this is all said and done? And that starts individually first, right? So the choices are, okay, I'm in the goo. I'm in this position where anything is possible. All potentials exist in this gooey moment. What do I want to create? How do I want to shape my own world with a sense of peace, grace, abundance, kindness, compassion, prosperity, creativity, love? Or do I want to create a world that's rooted in fear and judgment? And you get to decide 1000% complete and total autonomy in what you choose in that moment. Metaphysically, that's what we're looking at. The wheat and the tares are growing in the same field at the same time. And if we give our attention to the weeds, to the shit we don't want, well, you know, where energy goes. Yes. Yes. That's such a great point because I do feel like when people start changing their lives, there is so much of the old shit that remains that kind of gets in their head and my head, of course, when I'm doing it as well. And it's kind of that particle wave form type of thing, like what's going to collapse, what's going to stay. Exactly. Yeah. That's why this is called metaphysics. It's, it's physics, but it's meta. It's, it's deeper, belower, richer. It's rooted in reality shaping. That's why it's called metaphysics. And, and, and it's not, um, and again, you, you get to, you get to decide, you know, and, and I catch myself constantly throughout this process. If a thought, if a thought form blows through my head, that's rooted in past conditioning, first of all, it feels shitty. Right? Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause it constricts you. It tightens down your energetic aperture. Fear limits your access to intuition because it's so constricting. It hurts. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah. And so when I catch it, I go, ah, Oh, I'm running an old memory. I'm running a weed. I'm running an old program. I'm planting weeds. I'm honoring weeds. No, I'm not going to do it. I'll stand and look at this fucking weed. If I have to sit here for 30 minutes and negotiate with it, I will. But I'm not going to let it run me. And that helps you develop, again, the courage to say, I will sit in the fire of this. And fear is rooted in the element of fire. So we oftentimes when we feel fearful, it feels like we're burning. And sometimes you got to sit in that fire and just let it burn you and just challenge it. If you can recognize the old program, if you can recognize the weed and say, I see you, you're in the field, but I'm not giving you any power. So you can go sit in the back of the classroom and be there if you <laughs> want, but I'm going to make a different energetic choice right now. And just and keep I mean, reaching for the, for, yeah. for what you want. Yeah. Yeah. God, it, it's so... I'm finally at a point in my life where I can start doing that because I was so unconscious before that the the weeds would just pull me down without me even noticing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think I think everybody needs to start meditating right now, too. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and, and this is, again, what we're seeing collectively is we're seeing the weeds, all weeds right now. Yeah, it is. It is. And we're going, well, what do you mean? How could this possibly be possible? What do you mean? Who, who did this? Who planted these weeds in my field? Was, yeah. it, was it them? Was it that guy? And you go, no, dear, sweet, personal <laughs> farmer. It's me. It's me. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Oh, my God. This is such an interesting conversation. You are like an encyclopedia that I want to read forever. Is there like anything else that needs to be like that you think should be added to this conversation? A couple things. 
Okay, so the first thing that we need to be really aware of is our energetic aperture. Ooh, what's that? So you hear people talking in the spiritual community about light, right? We're all here to be light workers. We're working with light. Yes. And true, we are working with light because everything we see in the physical 3D reality is a slow, dense, moving form of light. So we are, we're light workers. Think of it like this. If you're taking a picture with a camera and the aperture of the camera is really tight and really small, very little amounts of light will be able to get in to make the picture look like anything you want it to. Tight aperture, no light in the camera, photograph is really dark, right? Yeah. You open the aperture of the camera, you can slow you can control it, you can slowly open it, more light comes in. That means there's more the photograph is more bright, the details are more crisp. Um, it's it's got more color, it's got more depth, it's got more life in it. So that's that's what aperture is, right? We've all heard it. We're familiar with that with the camera. We have that same energetic capacity within our own being. And when you are afraid, when you are confused, when you are powerless, and when you are burned out, your aperture is very small. It's tight. It's closed. There's no light can move. None. No aperture. So in this 3D reality, the light in our environment that is given to us by the sun, irony of all ironies that they call this thing the corona virus, when the corona in our 3D environment is what gives us life, the mm. irony is not lost on me at all. Mm-hmm. So if we, if our aperture, if our energetic aperture is, is collapsed by fear, confusion, burnout, and powerlessness, then we have no access to life force. We have no access to light in our 3D reality. Yeah, we're walking blind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, that, affects our in, that affects our immune system. Yeah. That our, affects our ability to think straight. That affects our, you know, it affects everything. But we have control over that aperture. Through meditation, mm-hmm. we can open that aperture. Through expressing our fear, expressing our anger in a safe, healthy way, by by releasing our, our, our trauma in a safe, healthy way, by journaling, by beating the shit out of a pillow, by screaming into a pillow, by crying. This is, there's so much grief in the air right now. People are grieving by allowing those emotions that are in there to move and to not be all spiritually bypassy of them and not letting them run you over. You can open aperture, aperture expands um, by practicing gratitude, aperture expands. Um, the more courage you exercise, aperture expands. The more clarity you generate, aperture expands. And you have control over this mechanism of light. Um, in meditation, you can open that aperture so that it contains the entire room you sit in. You can open aperture through breath work. Um, you know, if, you've, if you're playing your, your movie soundtracks and you're walking, you're on a hike and you're like, <gasps> that opens aperture. And when aperture is opened, your perceptions are also opened. You see more choices. You have greater access to wisdom. You have greater access to intuition. So this makes so much sense to kind of make your decisions once you're in clarity, once you're in light. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 the, and the idea of being able to give voice to the emotions that you're feeling, letting your sadness, if you, if you feel a need to cry, then cry. But, but, but observe yourself in that emotional expression. Don't identify as it. Don't identify with it. Here's super simple, super simple what's happening right now. Massive amounts of energy moving through really tight spaces. Wow. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Individually, we are that tight space. Yep. 
So if, if aperture is really tight, then that energy is going to get stuck and then eventually become destructive, like white water breaking down rock, right? Yeah. But if there's more open aperture, then that energy can more elegantly move. And so if we're aware of, of what we're feeling, fear, anxiety, all of that other stuff, and instead of identifying as it, we say, this is just a pocket of energy within me that I'm giving room to move in a healthy way. Instead of, instead of my aperture being tightly closed and that energy moving back into my energetic system, I'm going to give it room. I'm going to give myself 10 minutes to just ball my eyes out and blow snot bubbles, but I'm going to witness myself in that process. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to identify with the sadness. I'm not going to identify with the depression and ap- apathy and, um, and depression are a really representations of a really tight aperture, uh, an aperture that has no space. And so if you can give, if you can give space to your emotions, that will open aperture. People and, think, no, I don't want to give it energy. Well, if you, but you have to, because it's there. You're, you're just observing it. You're not saying, oh, I'm, I am this, this is me. I am this awful feeling. No, no, no. We just say, this is energy that I'm carrying and I'm willing to let it go. It's not really me. It's yeah. just something I'm carrying around with me, like a rotting corpse. I've been carrying it around with me and I'm going to feel it and I'm going to let it go. Just that choice opens aperture and then allows energy to move think of it like think of it like it being a uh, a dam of that's been holding back toxic water the water's been sitting stagnant for five years and because the dam has been closed yep and you know it's there's all sorts of funk growing in there and if you open the dam just a little bit and that water starts to move eventually over time that water will clear beautiful clean waterfall water yeah yeah and so that's why this process has to be navigated. It's not just a one-shot thing where you just say, oh, I'm just going to listen to powerful music. Ah, no, because there's all of these other pieces that are moving. Courage, clarity, power, and enthusiasm to help us navigate that. I use the analogy that it's like a guy in a boat riding a whitewater river. And the guy in the boat, he has to have courage because it's fucking scary to be riding whitewater. He's got to be clear. He's got to know what he's doing. He's got to have power. He's got to hold on to his oars. He doesn't just throw up the oars and say, I'm just going to let the universe decide. That would be stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got to have an enthusiasm for it. He's, he's in the ride for a reason. He's there. And the very same analogy that determines white water is lots of water moving through a tight space, right? Yes. You have to navigate that. Yes. You have to navigate that. Well, what is the thing that occurs in a river that turns white water into calm water. What what happens there? What happens is the, the banks expand, the, the, the sides of the river grow wider. Right. Same same amount of water moving, just more space. Right. Right. So in that moment when the banks of the river have expanded, the guy can put his oars up. The guy can drink a beer. The guy can grab a few sun rays and be like, well, this is pretty good. One of my favorite ways to make space, um, if any of the listeners want to go listen to a Whitney Olam podcast, is uh, Pleasure. She does a lot of work with Tantra and Pleasure and making space for everything to move through you with that as a tool. Yeah, it's really cool. It really is. Mm, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I I love that. I was going to ask you about um, one more thing that's just like on your website, you say the best thing ever that's kind of 
like stop waiting for the universe to decide for you. Uh (laughs) I see so many people and by so many people, I mean myself um, waiting for signs and for, you know, like clear, confident answers through like tarot cards and Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. What are like you're saying, dude, get the fuck off of that that bullshit and and go inside is that kind of you you can use those tools those are tools absolutely i love me a nice i love me a nice card draw and you know every once in a while i'll pull a card and i'm like oh yeah that's juicy that's Mm. good i like that one um you know at this moment in time i suggest to everybody who's spiritually rooted to use every freaking tool you've got at your energetic resource right now don't throw away any of your tools but realize that your consciousness is the strongest tool that you've got and and when you can commit to saying, I am going to navigate this motherfucker with more power and more clarity and, and more courage and more enthusiasm than I've ever met anything in my life before, that's when signs show up. That's when synchronicities show up. That's when you'll start to pull the cards that say, yes, yes, Right. Yes. We have to initiate the journey ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, yep. Simone. So use your tools, use your crystals, use your prayers, and use yeah, use every spiritual tool you've got. But remember that we are the shaper of those tools. They are responding to our unconscious. They are working through us. Those tools. They're not working independent of us. And so, the more power we can adapt and adopt at this time, the more powerful those tools will serve us. They're not separate. And as and at this point, especially as as metaphysicians, what what we understand is that there is no separation between us and the God force, the creative force. That you know, in in the Helios Biblios, Jesus, the highest mystic. Again, we're not talking religiously here. We're talking consciousness. Said the Father and I are one. There is no separation between that guy, Jesus and the creative power. He aligned himself with it. He was not below it. He said, the father and I are one. I am seated at the right hand of the father. There was no distinction. And so the power of our thought, when we claim that identity in a moment, especially like this, where things are so buttfuck backwards, (laughs) where we say, say, hang on a second here. I am one with the divine force. And and it's everywhere in, in metaphysical scripture. It's everywhere in mysticism. It's everywhere that we are sparks of the divine and there's only one of us here you are an aspect of god i'm an aspect of god chris is an aspect of god and god bless us even donald trump and all of the other people who are pulling shenanigans are also aspects of that there's only one of us here and the more we claim our power as that creative force and align with that creative force the more deliberately then the universe starts to respond to the thoughts we have the actions we take the choices we make the intentions we carry how we show up in the world the universe responds to who we are being and then we're on an epic journey that's worth a movie yeah charge yeah. people a movie ticket to listen to our life story you know yeah it's so really when you're cool running that identity and you say okay if I can claim the identity that I am one with the creative force and it is running through my circuitry, through my thoughts, through my emotions, through my body, through my spirit, it is running through me. If I knew that I was that, how would I show up in this moment right now? It's a really good question. <laughs> right. And that then leads to the idea of 
navigating through this circumstance from wisdom instead of from memory. Because if we're, if we're running from memory, then we're running through, we're, we're going to navigate this scenario through all of our old conditioning. Through it'll all just of our be old a patterns. stupid pattern again. And yep. yeah. Yep. 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 But if we're running, if we're navigating this through wisdom, which means to keep our, our aperture as open as possible so that wisdom can guide us and so that we can trust the process and we can step into it with courage, then the destiny will be vastly different than if we're, if we're navigating it through fear and through confusion and through powerlessness and through uh, burnout, a whole different reality structure will emerge. Well, I am so excited to get to my journal today and get all of my stuff out to realize what choice points I'm in and where the bigger choice is to be made and the scarier choice and choose it. I'm so grateful that you joined us today. Well, my pleasure. My pleasure. I just, you know, again, and this is a serendipity too, right? Because far be it for me to, to say that I, I'm the bearer of all wisdom, but this kind of reframing is really important right now. And so for for you to have found me through through Scott and all that other stuff is a serendipity. It's a synchronicity. It's a okay universe. How do we how do we navigate this so as many people can have this information? So you are a tool of synchronicity. The universe is working through you and through me and through Scott, and then it, it will go to your audience and more people will have some tools. So boom, right there. Oh, that makes me feel like such a part of the the flow. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, you're a tool. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 not a tool in it. You're such no, a tool. not a tool, but a tool. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you work yeah. individually with people, or what? what do you do. offer courses? Yeah. Yeah, I work one on one. I work in groups, and I'm actually uh, I'm launching a course uh, here in the next few days, and and I'm, it's going to be an ongoing course. It'll be available to anybody who wants it. It's the it's the Corona Gateway program. It's a it's a six six module masterclass. Brilliant. It, it talks about what's happening right now. It talks about the power of the sun and our own inner sun and the power of our own inner Corona, the power of accessing the coronal field of the sun and the wisdom and the power and the healing ability that that coronal field has. And then it helps we walk through each of the gateways. And then we come through that initiatory process as a divine sovereign being. And to be sovereign means to be self-governed. It means to be self-ruled. It means to be independent of what the 3D world is doing. And you're guided by your own soul, by your own wisdom, by your own integrity. Um, that's what it means to be sovereign. So when the rest of the world is losing their marbles, you are so rooted in your own spiritual, emotional, physical, mental integrity that you cannot be moved. That's what the world needs right now is people who are whole. Deep roots, deep roots. Deep roots. Deep, deep, deep. So yes, I teach one-on-one and I do clarity sessions and I'm coaching and yeah, there's lots of information on my website. What, what is your website again? SimoneWright.com. S as in Sam, I-M-O-N-E-W-R-I-G-H-T.com. And you're on Instagram too? No, I'm really not on social media. I don't do a lot of social media at all. Well, um, you're really smart because it's a giant waste of time. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. And it's, and it's really an energetic pit right now. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. So, so you know, I just, people, the people who find me tend to find me. And um, so, yeah, the website's the best way. Well, and, I'm glad I found you today. Yeah. What a treat. I think, I think you're a rock star. I think you've got a really great perspective and an open mind and you're curious and 
and you're funny and i just think the spiritual community needs more people like you oh my god i'm gonna cry that this is so kind and yeah i just i love this information so much and you have the best way of explaining it so i'm just like kind of wanting to listen to it back immediately Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.